Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. And Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to come into your presence again this morning. Thank you for the privilege to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yes, Lord, you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of all lords. You are the Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts, the God who fights our battles. Yes, Lord, you have never lost a single battle, not one ever before. Father, you will reign forever. You will rule forever. And so this morning, we say receive all the praise. Receive all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Scripture says all of creation look to you, Lord. This morning, we look to you, Father. We bless your name. Be glorified, Lord. As we spend this time again in your presence, Lord, once again to read and understand your word, we ask, Lord, speak to us again. Help us comprehend the Bible as we read it. But Lord, cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphy Ayenike. Today, we conclude reading the book of First Peter. So by this time tomorrow, we should be starting Second Peter. Okay, First Peter chapters 4 and 5, we will take today. Uh, please remember the context in which Peter is writing to these believers, not just to Jewish believers, even though Peter was the apostle to the Jews. Paul was, Peter is writing broadly here, even to to Gentile believers. Uh, this was during a period when the Emperor Nero was persecuting the church. The church has been successfully you know, uh, classed as a cult, just like today. Okay, The church has been successfully put in a box, given a name that the church allowed society to give it. Just like then, they had successfully put the church in this box. It is a cult. Okay, they drink blood. <laughs> Even though they take the communion. They drink blood and all of that. And so, um, this emperor, even though you, you know that Christianity is simply the fulfillment of everything that the Jews themselves, the, okay, anyone practicing Judaism, what they believe in, uh, somehow this emperor preferred Judaism, okay, but persecuted Christians, okay? So that was why they were, in a sense, you know, always contemplating reverting back to Judaism and giving up. So as Peter concludes this letter, it tells them to be bold in suffering. Yes, what should our response be towards towards suffering for Jesus? What should our responses be towards towards 
hostility, when people are violent towards us, when people try to violate us, what should the Christian's response, uh, response be? Peter will tell us today. And then he tells us and discusses, you know, resisting the devil. Yes, resisting the devil. And I think this one is very, 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 very important. Okay, believe believers are called to resist the devil. We are not called to to resist temptation. We are called to flee from temptation. We are called to ask God to to and uh, to not lead us into temptation. But we were never told to resist temptation. However, we resist the devil. And this is very important. Because it helps us understand that the true enemy is the devil, okay? Not the mama in the village, not your husband, not your wife, not every other physical thing that you are holding on to, the problem of everything you are going to, even though they were being persecuted by Nero, yeah, the problem was the devil who wanted to destroy the church. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read together. First Peter chapters 4 and 5, living for God. Say so then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. Okay, so if you are going to be able to suffer physical pain like Jesus, you need to arm yourself with the same attitude Jesus had. What was Jesus' attitude, you know, that made him able, you know, to take all the pain that he was given as he went to the cross? First of all, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Okay? So that is the first attitude. Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. Secondly, Philippians chapter 2 tells us that that for the joy that was set before Christ, he endured the cross. Okay, so you must remember the joy that is ahead of you. You must remember that one day, uh, you, if, if, in fact, if you had to exchange and you had to pass on from this life, um, you are going to be with the Lord. Okay, it's not all loss. Yes, you are going to um, be with the Lord in glory. And of course, there is a crown that God promises, promises those who overcome, who, who endures to the, to the very end. We read that in the book of Revelations. Okay, for those who endure to the very end, who do not give up on Jesus, Jesus says, I will, I will, I will pronounce their name before my Father. Okay, so these are the attitude that we must have in the face of pain and hostility. He says, for if you have suffered physically for Christ, you are finished with sin. And that makes sense, right? You're not struggling with sin anymore. Your priorities are, are different now. The devil knows that you are not concerned about what is going on in this world anymore. It's just how to make it to the end. Verse 2, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, uh, but uh, you will be anxious to do, to do the will of God. That is what suffering does for you. It forces you to be focused. <laughs> yes, many of us are distracted when suffering comes. And that's why 
I say, even though some people disagree with me, that God organized that persecution that came with, you know, eventually with the killing of Stephen and the church had to scatter in Acts chapter 6. When they were beginning to focus on, on serving of tables and everything, Jesus said, I'm sure Jesus is thinking in heaven. This was not the reason why I called you guys. I told you you were going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and then to the uttermost part of the earth. All of you are staying in Jerusalem. Persecution started. When persecution started, it forced them to stay focused on God. Okay? Persecution, you know, challenges, trials will will help us sort out our desires and focus it totally on God. He says you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. He says of course your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. Yes, <laughs> some people. Uh, Christians don't go to party. Eh, so it's a wrong thing to go to party. We're not saying that it's a wrong thing to go to party. We're not saying it's a, it's a wrong thing to do any, any of the things you want to do. In fact, you are perfectly free to do everything that you want to do. It's, it's your business, okay? But we are also free to do whatever we want to do also. So leave us, leave us be. It says, uh, so they slander you. Five, but remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, okay? Both the living and the dead, both believers and unbelievers. The problem with believers' judgment is that Christ already received your judgment, okay? So when you die, you will stand before God in judgment. But the, the, uh, what's the, the outcome, the verdict, is determined, discharged, and acquitted. Yes, because of what Jesus did on that cross. Since that is why, verse 6, that is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the Spirit. When Jesus died, Jesus went to hell. And so those who had been open in him, but because the offering of his blood had not been presented. They could not enter heaven. The Bible says when he rose again, okay, he, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. Okay, so that's what verse 6 is talking about. The good news, yes, was preached to those who are now dead. Verse 7, it says the end of the world is coming soon. The end is coming soon. I'm sure if Peter believed that the end was coming soon during his time, uh, during our time, it is very, very, very close. Don't worry, we'll get to the book of Revelations. And by the book of Revelations and the book of Daniel, you will be able to understand. I'm telling you how close we are to the end. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most importantly of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sin. The only thing God will ask us to give practical account of, okay? Of course, we will also be judged and asked, you know, our actions and everything will be weighed. But that is not 
to determine whether, whether we will enter heaven or not. We will enter because of Christ. Okay? But one thing that will be measured is our love. It's our love. This is most important of all. Continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. When you love, you are able to forgive easily. In fact, when you love, you are able to forgive in advance because you know people will offend you. Sometimes I'm surprised at people who are surprised at the fact that somebody offended them. You know, they are human, just like you. Okay, and but for the grace of God, you know yourself where you yourself, you know where you will be. Okay, so nine, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Remember the the uh, the context of the situation that they were in. Believers are running elter scatters. Um, they have been persecuted everywhere. Some of them are, you know, able to just find a group of people able to stay together. But if they are caught, they are persecuted and killed together. Peter says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. That's why I said, if you check the way Peter is writing, it almost sounds like as if Paul is the one writing. And I'm telling you, very important, you know, there was there was a bridging towards the hand. When we get to heaven, we understand some of these things better because even the person writing on the behalf of, of Peter here is somebody very close to Paul. Silas, Paul and Silas, they sang, they prayed. Yes, that suffered together. They went on that missionary, missionary journey together. The time came where a lot of the people that were working with, this was, of course, much, very close to the end, just before Peter died. That was when this letter was written. Okay? Uh, towards the end, many of them that worked with, that were working with Paul, were now also working with Peter. Hmm? Since do you have the gift of speaking? Remember, it says, use them well to use your gift, your gift to, and use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Yes. It's not just pastoring. It's just not ministry that is gift. There are many spiritual gifts. We discuss them in 1 Corinthians. It's a, speaking is a gift. <laughs> Speak. It says, let God himself speak through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Yes, helping others is a gift. There are, there are many people that they will see, when they see people, you know, going through pain, you know, it does not move them. <laughs> but you have that gift. Your gift is to help others. It says, if you have that gift, do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. It says that if then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, so suffering for being a Christian. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. As if something strange were happening to you. Jesus already warned them. They persecuted me, they will persecute you. He says, instead, be very glad. The fact that they are persecuting you is proof that you are a Christian. You are a child of God. If not, if you belonged to their camp, they would not have persecuted you. He says, instead, be very glad. For these trials make you partners. Did you see that? They make you partners with Christ in his suffering. So that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing 
his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Says if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, uh, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rest upon you. Eh? I am willing to suffer as a Christian. Eh? You are telling me you are a useless person because you are a Christian. You people will just be praying and praying. I am fine with that. Eh? If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, uh, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rest upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. Okay? Don't let it be any of those. Okay? You're just going around causing trouble, and then you're suffering for that, and you're saying you're suffering for Christ. No. Um, he says it's, that one is different. He says, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Did you hear that? It is no shame at all. He says, praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. It is a privilege. And every morning when we come here in devotion, I would always raise that prayer point. Lord, thank you for the privilege to be able to call you Father. The privilege to be able to worship you. It is a privilege. Peter says it's a privilege to be called, to be called by his name. For the time has come for judgment. Judgment to uh, the time has come for judgment. And it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? Uh, okay, so judgment is coming on. <laughs> judgment, like I said, judgment begins with us. I know there are those who just don't understand this and they are struggling with this concept. It's very simple. If you die today, judgment begins with us, believers. You will go and receive your judgment immediately. Eh? And you will come back with Jesus judgment begins within the house of God you will come back with Jesus if you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior you will need to stay in waiting eh? until the white throne judgment where your judgment will eventually be given and of course you're spending eternity in the lake of fire okay so you have a choice you have a choice to make but judgment will begin from the house of God and if those who have accepted Jesus barely pass the judgment, <laughs> you can be sure that the whole world will be condemned. The only one who will have the right to judge, to condemn the world at that time, would be Christ himself. We would say, I gave you guys, I died for you, but you rejected me. Now judgment has come. And if judgment begins with us, and what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news. And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? Huh? Sadly. See, so if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, uh, keep, on doing, keep on doing what is right. And trust your lives to, to the God who created you. For he will never, he will never fail you. For a lot of people, you know, there are Christians who, who struggle with this context. What, what do you mean that God does not fail believers? But there are many Christians that are killed, right? Yes, God did not fail them. <laughs> there are many in the Old Testament, eh? God did not fail them because eventually Christ came and took them up, up to heaven. And there are many people today who are holding on to God and still that they are killed. And then you are wondering, did God not fail them? No, God did not fail them. Okay, um, the fact that they were able to hold on to their faith, 
to the very end is something we must be joyful about. It is what we must pray for. I'm telling you, the glories are ahead of us. You know, what we are experiencing now cannot even be. It's not, you can't compare. Okay? So, God has only taken them to be with him. It is no lost at all. Okay? So, it might be painful a bit for us in that our loved one is gone. But God did not fail them. They held on to the very hand. Alright, let's round this up. Advice for elders and young men. Since and now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too uh, will share in his glory when he, re- when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. As a pastor, that is my first role, my first duty. An elder okay, can be a pastor, can just be a leader in church. That's why as an elder, take care of. Take care of, care for the flock. That have been entrusted to you you have been be given the opportunity to be a guiding light to young believers please do it with all sincerity do it with all with every discipline like someone who is going to give account because yes we will give account it is watch over it uh, willingly not grudgingly not for what you will get out of it but because um yes is it not will not grudgingly but willingly he says watch watch over 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 them because he says because you you are eager to serve god watch over them because you know you are doing it for god and that one day god himself will reward you ah this one eh, can be can be very strange where the very people that you are leading you are trying to help are the very ones causing you pain it happens okay it happens and that's also fine uh, if they knew better, they wouldn't. Okay, so don't give up. Don't give up being a, a a guiding light. Do it willingly and not grudgingly. It says don't uh, don't lord it over the people assigned assigned to your care. It says but lead them by your own good examples. That is how a pastor should lead. That is how you know um, an elder should lead. As a pastor, I want to be like Jesus. I want to lead by example. I want it that when you see me in the midst of my people, you know, just like Judas had to betray Jesus with a with a kiss, I want I want to be like that, so that I am not just lording it over my people, and and then you're just standing from afar. You can easily tell that that is the pastor. No, I want to look like my people, um, in humility. I want to look like my people, be able to greet among them, shake hands among them, uh, among them, hug people, comfort people, be able to share a story at the corner without protocol officials standing all around me. Ah, uh, yes, always remember that the sh- the flock, the sheep is God's. Okay, and we will always, always, we will give account. Okay, always remember this. So don't lord it over the people. Be an example, and God will bless you. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Okay, so there's a crown of righteousness. There is a crown of glory. Okay, so you could just do this study 
they study in the New Testament, there are different crowns that are given, you know, for different occasions in the Bible. The crown of glory is the one given to those who shepherd, okay? It says when the great shepherd, the sheep shepherd himself, Jesus Christ appears, you will receive a crown, a crown of glory. Ah, I pray, me, I know I will receive a crown of glory. I don't know about you. Five says, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders and all of you dress yourself in humility uh, as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace uh, to the humble. As the younger person in the group, don't make leading you difficult. Okay, some people, they, are, they just feel that their role is to be the opposition, okay, to the leader. No. While it's fine to question your leader, it's, it's, it's fine to, to ask for an explanation, that's good. But don't become a burden. Don't become a burden to them. It says, all of you, clothe yourself with humility. Why? God resists the proud. Those who are humble, God lifts up. He says, so humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and at the right time it will lift you, it will lift you, you up in honor. He says, give all your worries, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Give your worries to God. Did you hear that? Give all your worries to him. Tell God how you feel. Tell God what is going on. Don't, you know, I don't know why some people carry so much burden. You see some people so they are so depressed they are so battered the devil has finished them with with so much worries you don't need it tell okay most times okay as psychologists we know that most times the minute you are able to discuss it with with someone you are you are you are you are on your way already to recovery okay so the first person you can talk to is talk to god give all your worries give it to god tell him how how you feel in fact if you are angry with god tell god lord i am angry with you i don't like the fact that it seems as if you are partial lord you are partial you are partial and i'm telling you you are partial because you you did this year you did this you bless this person this person even before asking you you give it i've been asking you for 20 years ah lord give your worries to god it says stay alert watch out for your for your great enemy the devil your enemy is the devil. It is not mama. It is not baba. No. It is the devil. That's who your enemy is. He might be using people, but your true enemy is the devil. And I'm telling you, when you set to the enemy, whoever is using, I'm telling you, will will stop also. When you when you look, for example, look at look at when when Jesus told the disciples that he was <laughs> that he was going to die and the devil used Peter's mouth and Peter was like no ah, you're not going to die you're not going to die how can you die at 33 years no you're not going to die no 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 you will not die what did Jesus do Jesus did not did not fight Peter Jesus says get behind me Satan he wasn't calling Peter Satan no he knew who he was addressing he was addressing the devil. Get behind me, because you don't you don't do the will of God. You only do your you what will please you. So that's it. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Okay, he is always seeking 
to destroy the body of Christ. He is always seeking to destroy families. He is always on the prowl, looking for those he will destroy. Okay? So, always stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Okay? We resist the devil. We stand firm against the devil. Our own is to stand our ground, okay? Against the devil, I have have come in the name of the Lord. Satan, you must leave. You must, yes, that's how we stand against the devil. We don't run from the devil. However, we can, if you want to, you can run from temptation. You can, you can literally ask God, you know, to help you overcome, overcome the temptation. You can resist the temptation yes okay that can be varying and that will not paint you as as being a coward that many times you you might need to run okay it does not paint you as being a coward but with the devil it says stand firm against him and be strong in your faith remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you have so Nero was the one persecuting them Peter says the devil is the one in charge. Eh? What is going on in your family? All the heartache, all the pain, and all you, you, your miscarriage happens, your loss of job, and this and all the bad, bad, bad things that are going on. It's not mama. Leave, leave mama alone. Leave, leave every physical entity that the devil is trying to point your mind to. It is the devil. Pay attention to him. Deal with him. And I'm telling you, you see that everything is sorted out. It says all over the world, you know, believers are going through the same thing. So our own is to resist him. Ten says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you in the firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I pray this morning, God will restore you. God will support you. God will strengthen you. That's going to be our prayer point at the very end. And the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, let's look at Peter's final greeting. Peter says, I have written you to verse 12. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas. Okay, Silas is also the one who writes the second letter. Silvanus is the same person as Silas. I've no, I've sent you this letter to you with the help of Silas whom I commend to you as a faithful brother remember it's the same Silas who walked with who was working who worked deeply and closely with with Paul so it meant that at this time Peter and Paul were now the apostles to the Gentile and the Jews were working well together you can see that uh, Peter's letter even though he was the apostle to the Jew, Jews was now being okay taken even among Gentiles he says, I commend him to you as a faithful brother. Since my purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. Eh? <laughs> Many be- believers think that if they are going through, through a time of trials and pain, it is because God does not love them. Ah, it's a lie from the pit of hell. God loves you. There is nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God. Eh? Because you are suffering does not mean that God does not love you. 
because you are in pain does not mean God that does not love you. Paul says, uh, Peter says, yes, stand firm in this grace. It is the grace of God. It will keep you to the very end. It says, your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings. And so does my son, Mark. Ah, Mark is lucky. Oh, eh? Mark is. Remember that it was this Mark. Eh? It was on the account of this Mark that Paul and Barnabas fought and they separated. Eh? And Barnabas went after Mark to try and restore them. So, obviously, Barnabas did his job because Mark was restored. Here, Peter is saying that Mark is his son. And remember that Paul also said that Mark was useful for him in ministry. Ah, Barnabas, God bless you. God bless you. Okay, so big lesson there. We should not give up on people, right? We should not give up on people. He says, your sister church is as church here in Babylon sends you greetings. And so does my son Mark. So Mark was there when they when he was writing the letters. The letter it says, greet each other with a kiss of love. Peace be with all of you who are in Christ. Hallelujah. All right. So as we go this morning, what, what is my encouragement before we pray that prayer point for ourselves? My encouragement this morning is uh, let's not give up in the face of suffering. Yes, in the face of persecution, um, in the face of trials, in the face of negative things happening around us, the encouragement this morning is that we must stand for Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the first thing. We must stand for Jesus. So I want to pray, Lord, strengthen me so that I will stand for my faith. I will not give up on Jesus. Hallelujah. Make that your prayer point this morning. Father, we say thank you. Secondly, our second prayer point is in verse 10. It says, may the Lord, you know, strengthen you. The Lord restore you and support you. Let's pray that prayer point. For everyone going through trials this period, Father, we ask that you will strengthen them. You will restore them. You will support them in the name of Jesus. They will not give up on their faith. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.